Meanwhile, recorded live in the Lava Lamp Lounge, it's somewhere in between a radio zine. News, music, culture, stories, and more. This show is what we make of it, and hopefully you'll join us in the fun, too. Now let's get started. And welcome to setting out on a journey that's all between the ears. It's issue 35, the Deona interview. Every so often an album comes out that catches you by surprise and really impresses you in a way where you want to do something more than just listen to it or play it on your show or try to introduce it to other people. Uh, and certainly I'd like to do that with The Secret Assembly, this album by Deona that uh, is beautiful and etheric and powerful in ways that I was not anticipating when I put it on. But the wonderful joy of living in the 21st century is that I can just call Fiona McAllister and David Solomons and ask them how they did it. Usually when I get an album, it comes in the mail, it's kind of anonymous, and uh, I don't get a lot of clues. And so sometimes it's just kind of this like blank packaging where it's like release date, you know, something like that. Uh, And so sometimes it's easy to get lost like albums kind of fall through the cracks or whatever uh this one really stood out (laughs) like when it came in the mail like the packaging is automatically kind of like setting it apart from a lot of the usual experimental records that come in um the like in there's like this whole kind of like introduction to the secret assembly um each song kind of has its own little like story uh, before I even had to put this in to listen to, like it was already like setting itself apart. Uh, what, wh- wh- who did the design? How did this come about? Like uh, the, the look of this album is beautiful. <laughs> well, I, I suppose one of the, um, one of the things I've always liked about the old school vinyl formats mm. and that, that doesn't, that never quite so successfully translated to the CD era was that idea of, you know, it being a complete piece of work where mm. the cover and the, the photography and everything was, was an integral part of it, not just, you know, oh, we've made the album, we shove it in a sleeve and, you know, chuck any old photo on <laughs> I, I really wanted the, 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 the look of it, the visual design of it, um, to really support the music and not just be something that you know you took the CD out, tossed the you know the, the case aside and put it in the machine, that you might actually sit there like in the old like in you know the the classics you know sixties idea that you scan the sort of the, the text for clues and that there are things to be learned from it in addition to what's in the music. So I just wanted to make it you know visually appealing because I think you know I've certainly Probably not so much anymore in the digital age, but well, even now I, I still take a punt on, you know, things thinking, oh, that looks interesting, you know, 
a cover that catches your attention and makes you think, oh, I might give that a go. I don't know anything about it, but it looks interesting. So it, I wanted it to look appealing. I wanted it to have a, a sort of character of its own. I feel like this is something that even on a CD, I'm going to want to put headphones on and kind of sit back and, you know, like it, it's a very inviting in that uh, aspect. Uh, was there something that you were kind of uh, inspired by where you're like, well, I want to kind of shoot for something that these artists do? Or was it something that you just kind of always wanted in a record? Uh, again, the, the inspiration for the artwork and cover is was all Davis. Um, we went, the cover was shot by a friend of ours, Tim who is uh, someone we know mm-hmm. through work and is a buddy photographer. So we wanted to give him an opportunity to do some portrait work uh, that he could add to his portfolio. And he's just such a lovely guy. So shout out to Tim there. And we wanted to, David wanted to set the shot in a place that had some resonance. So we went to um, his childhood home, the area around his childhood home, and did the shoot there so i guess the artwork there was a lot of emotional connection in the artwork which maybe comes out for the the viewer the the listener i I don't know but Mm. that emotional connection was very strongly there for for us um we had a day together where we did the shoot and I mean, I've not done a shoot before, so it was a lot of fun to do. We went and chose some clothes and chose some accessories and kind of really built it into um, just quite a holistic vision, I guess, of, of mm-hmm. a statement um, of our work, of our vision for the whole album. And the album was, was for me, I think for us, was an expression of our relationship. You know, an expression of the love we have for each other. And I think we wanted to express oh. that in the artwork as well and in, in the shoot we did together. Um, yeah. This song is titled Badger by Owlite from The Secret Assembly by Dayona. some of it, as we sat in the breakfast room drinking coffee as though it was just another everyday morning. It all seemed so, I suppose, simple is the word. She just opened her eyes for a moment. Then she shook her head as though she was saying, oh, I don't want to know anymore. It's too much. Too difficult. So she closed her eyes and gave up. Failure sounds better than frightened to death. (sighs) 
this album was very surprising to me as I'm listening to it. Like I didn't know what to expect as each track was unfolding, and that was really appealing to me. I'm, I'm delighted you felt that about it. I, I think I've always liked those records where it isn't just, you know, eight or ten versions of the same songs, like slower <laughs> or slightly faster, you know, that, mm -hmm. that the idea that you're never quite, it's never quite predictable where it's going to go, um, you're never quite sure what you're going to get on the next piece. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, with reference to that kind of last question, I, I suppose um, the um, a lot of my references are, are, are filmic as, as well as musical because I used to be in the film industry, so I tend to think in quite a visual way. Mm. So I wanted I wanted it to look as if you know, it's telling a story in, in the, the photography. Um, there's various kind of reference points for me about, um, you know, masked characters in films, whether it's the Wicker Man, you know, on Summer Isle with all of the locals in their um, Mayday masks, or whether it's Stanley Kubrick and Eyes Wide Shut, where the masks have a very intimidating... Mm, okay. Uh, you know, there's something, I mean, we've all got, our relationship to masks has changed somewhat in the last year, but before <laughs> the pandemic, you know, a, a, a masked figure is a sinister one because right. you can't see the face, you can't read the emotion. So I wanted to encourage people to think about what, what who these characters are and what they're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I mean, one of my all-time inspirations is probably Scott Walker. Oh. And he always said that you know he he always um, in the latter part of his career you know that the, his albums come with text and narrative mm -hmm. because he said I'm not trying to be an obscurist I'm not trying to reference things mm -hmm. that people don't understand I'm trying to tell you about what these things are sure. you might not necessarily already be familiar with them but I'm not trying to cover it up and make myself look mysterious I'm trying to signpost you to things. Mm -hmm. that have been important in this story. So I wanted the text very much to kind of give the listener a little head start on, on what these things mean to me and, and some of the things that the themes that they're dealing with or, you know, the inspirations behind them. I hadn't really thought about that before, but like I said, there's a lot of emotional content mm -hmm. in the lyrics and, and the music. And I think that there's often... Now, I'm a trained therapist, talking therapist, oh, okay. and there's often a, emotions for me are really key in my work, and there's often a lot of emotions that we repress, we trap, we hide behind the mask. Right. So I think there's probably, and I'm only thinking now that that's probably part of my side of the music anyway, there's an attempt to unmask mm. within the music. Wow. So, so Daje was a, a tribute to my father who died. Mm. the year before we made that uh, track. Um, Nosferatu, an attempt to look behind, they're behind the, the, the vampire, what's going on behind the, the, the soul, where's the soul, where's the, the emotional right. resonance for that character. So a lot of it was looking behind the mask and behind what we present to the world, what's going on on the inside. That might be why there's so much about this record that feels surprising to me. Is that like, especially when you start talking to people and they reveal 
what they feel, what they think, uh, kind of secrets that maybe they don't talk about very often, it can be very surprising. It can lead you into this place where you, oh, I didn't know this. And now you feel like you've, you see the world in a whole new way. And I, I think often the best records are the ones I keep coming back to decade after decade are often the ones that reveal their secrets very slowly. Right. You know, after after 10 listens, you haven't gone, oh, yeah, I get it now. And, you know, goes to the back of the cupboard. Mm-hmm. But they're those things that I keep coming back to year after year after year, whether it's Talk Talk or mm-hmm. Sun Ra or yes. all the kind of things where you think, ah, oh, I've been listening to this for years and I still only just sort of getting to grips with what it means. Yeah. So I suppose it was a, a, an attempt to um, make music of that kind of depth where you could listen to it, mm-hmm. you know, any number of times and it still gives something new. It doesn't yield its secrets too quickly. For sure. I mean, this was something that uh, I think I've listened to this now four times all the way through. And uh, each time I feel like I key in on different parts of it. Like I think I noticed something different than I did the time before. Uh, and, and I know it's kind of trite to call something like a concept album and say like, oh, you know, it's a musical journey that takes people, you know, but I think this one is like a genuine travel log in a way, because like there are like sections of it that feel like more European than others. There's parts of it that feel like it's referencing like uh, very specifically UK stuff and then other countries very specifically, like, uh, as you listen to this, I don't know if I went to the same place each time, but it did feel like some sort of travel log experience where I'm like getting exposed to different parts of Dayona. Mm. I, mean, I would say that because David's already mentioned his um, filmic past and influences. And I, I think that what I've always found in David, because David's very much the um, uh, melody, it, it, it's writes the music mm. um, and there's always a escape in there somewhere there's a, there's a vision of, of a very visual element of um see what I'm looking for a, a, like a filmic journey you're you're in a film you're watching scenery go by you're watching people sitting at a table you're watching mm-hmm. from the outside a film going on and, and I think that as other people who listen to it have always said it's very evocative to them or yes a particular image or the sea or something that's that's very that casts you into another place mm. so your 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 analogy of a travelogue i think is really appropriate yeah because especially if you allow it to kind of take you away in this way we were talking about where you actually put it on and listen to it rather than wash dishes to it or or something like that you know because <laughs> they you do that too though <laughs> i mean it, it can i mean everybody has a different relationship with music so i don't want to you know challenge their experience uh but I, I certainly feel that like with this kind of uh album you're going to get more out of it if you are willing to interact with it you know like if you if you aren't just going to kind of put it on if you want to like go like wait that's tickling something. Let me, let me read this, you know, or, you know, like I I think the best musical experiences and, and creative experiences uh, lead you to kind of explore other things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And um, 
I've always a because I'm I'm possibly not the world's most gifted instrumentalist, mm. but um, I have a certain way of making music that people seem to like, yeah. and I think because I don't start. So one of one of the things I very quickly came to the conclusion that I, I wouldn't sit down and write something on a guitar, which would up until you know then had been my um, previous way of working. Mm-hmm. That um, so I wasn't sort of you know looking for chord progressions or anything and thinking, <laughs> hey, that sounds good, I'll work that into a song. Right. Generally, what I tended to do was had an idea of something I wanted to write about and or like a mood that I wanted to capture and then I'd go in search of things that supported that. Okay. So hear a sound and think, well that's great, but it doesn't it's not capturing the mood. Find something else. So it was kind of very much I'll know it when I come across it because it will feel right. Oh. Um, there'll be a subject mm-hmm. and either this sound will seem to reflect that subject or it won't. Right. And if it doesn't, then it's not the right sound, however nice it is. So it was each one was kind of a pursuit of a certain mood. And mm. if I found it, right, that's it. Now I build on this. So that's kind of it. It started with a mood rather than trying to sit down and write a song through a, a series of notes or a chord progression. Sure. And I think that there is a lot of mood in the piece. I think a lot of different moods, but there's a sort of a linking mood throughout the whole thing of there's a kind of melancholy, there's a, a spiritualism, there's a, a emotional mood, there's a resonance of, of that throughout all of the, the songs, I think, yeah. um, that's there somewhere, not the current of that, in there somewhere. Let's return to another cut from The Secret Assembly by Diana. This one is called Lush Life.
This has been just a sampling of the musical journey that you can take when you listen to The Secret Assembly, uh, something that uh, I certainly encourage, even for those who are not usually inclined towards experimental music. Uh, and uh, certainly this is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of uh, my conversation with Deona. Both Fiona and David were very generous with their time, and so we spoke for over an hour, and that conversation will be coming out in another form at some point or another. But until then, you'll just have to enjoy this and the music that they've left for us. Enjoy. going to do it for us this week here on the program. Somewhere in between a radio zine, the Dayona interview. Issue 35 contained the Dayona interview written by Austin Rich featuring a conversation with the members of Dayona, Fiona McAllister and David Solomons. Today is the 99th day of 2021, bringing us over one quarter of the way through this year. Just because it's Dennis Quaid's birthday is no reason for you to slouch your way through the rest of this year. Before you know it, it'll be Tom Cruise's birthday. And you'll think to yourself, how is this year getting away from me so quickly? And then you'll scurry out to see if you can make last minute 4th of July plans or something. Trust me, we've been there before. This episode was produced by Austin Rich in the Lava Lamp Lounge and was assembled using only the finest in 20th century technology. In the long-standing tradition of most zines, there is an open submission policy here. If you have a story, music, or poetry that you'd like to send in or read, or you just want to be a part of the show, why not drop an email to austinrich at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week. You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, there would be no program. Be seeing you. Be seeing you.